Hello and welcome to another episode of FGC Philosophy. I'm your host, a philosopher, and this is where I help you guys level up inside and outside the virtual arena by talking about topics that are important and having guests on the show who can provide information for you guys. Today's episode, we have Timo. This is a classic interview that I did when he was at his peak in Marvel's Capcom Infinite. I'm not going to say he's not in his peak anymore, but the game has definitely... Uh, not peaked anymore and people are moving on to games like Dragon Ball. He is still seeing some success, but I found that this interview was very educational despite the fact that it is mainly focused on Marvel. So I want you guys who don't play Marvel, who aren't interested in Marvel, to just listen to what he's saying and see how this can be applied to other fighting games. Because I think that when we're not getting into the very detailed, specific stuff about Marvel, there's a lot of information that you can pull towards whatever game you might play. For instance, learning a new character, learning what their strengths are, learning what their weaknesses are. I think that his approach to learning fighting games is very fascinating and he's a very articulate person, very smart for his age and uh, I hope to get him back on the show in the future, talk some more and continue to level up inside and outside the virtual arena. Before we hop into this show though, if you want to see the interview or any of my other videos, go to youtube.com slash philosopher. Lots of interviews, lots of content, more on the way, so stay tuned for that. Also, 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 of course, if you guys do enjoy this content, if you want to support me, go over to patreon.com slash philosopher. You can donate as little as a dollar a month, and that helps me out. There are different tier packages, so definitely consider going over there, checking it out. I would greatly appreciate it. And lastly, make sure that you guys are giving me those reviews, giving me those five stars, letting me know what you think of the content. Let's get this conversation going. I don't want to just talk at you guys. I want to talk to you guys. I want to have a conversation with you guys. So let me know what challenges you guys are having, whether it be mental or any sort of execution challenges, any sort of emotional barriers. I want to know about you guys. I want to help you guys continue to level up. So that said, thank you guys so much, and I hope you enjoy the show. Timo from Marvel's Capcom Infinite on the show. Got a chance to talk to him and play some sets with him at Frosty Faustings. He, I mean, he royally beat the crap out of me, but it was a learning opportunity. It was very fun. Um, and something really cool is uh, there's not too many players that I've come across that can give information as clearly or visually as he's been able to do. So I, I definitely had to have him on the show. Uh, I think he's... Uh, a rising star, so to speak, and uh, I think he's just getting started, and his name's just not getting out there. People are recognizing him, but yeah, I have Timo on the show. Welcome. Thank you for joining. Uh, thanks for having me, Philosopher. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so, obvious question, how did you get started with, with all this, this fighting game stuff? It was my cousins that actually introduced me to it uh, way back in Street Fighter Four, back in uh, 2009. So I was about 12, 13 years old uh they got they got me into like card games first at at local card shops we'd play Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that and then they started playing third strike and then sf4 and with sf4 and the marvel 2 re-release they got me into fighting games they brought me out to local uh casuals and then from there on i just started going to tournaments and it's just been like that since uh since like 2009 2010 Something that uh, really caught my attention um, was an interview with Born Free that you did, I think, either after Canada Cup or, or like, during it, perhaps. But uh, uh, basically, you said that, you know, you had been playing the game for a while, but, like, when you picked it up, you just, it made sense. Like, you knew how to play the game. And I thought that was really interesting. Because uh, a lot of people, like, 
there's there's a lot of different ways that people perceive how to play the game, but I would like to know what like a little bit more in depth as to what you meant when you said you you figured out how the game works or how you know how to play the game. Well, I'd say the the biggest thing that really helped me uh, figure out how to play this game was when the game first came out. F Champ had a twenty four hour stream going on, and he was just playing online, just beating everyone. And I was able to get on and play him in quite a few games. He just bodied my business the whole time. I think it was like 10, 11, 2-0 sets in ranked. But just playing him and, and paying attention to what he was doing, I really learned that with this game, you really you have to play as a team. You have to just tag. You just do it. You, you do it in neutral. You do it off in moves. And that just opens up the game for you. For anyone learning, trying to learn how to play this game, when you don't play your characters just as one single character, try try to just tag anywhere from any situation, from any hit. You 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 open up a lot of options in the game. You get uh, more confirms. You get pressure strings that you can't, don't think about. If you just do it, you'll you'll learn a lot. The tag system is just it's really strong, like a lot of people say. But there's it's it's so open that if some people get um, they they kind of get limited to just doing it off certain moves. Like Dante players, they might only do it off Jetstream, Tempest Twister, or they only do it off the dive. But even just a normal move into tag, a light into tag, a hard into tag that that's probably the biggest thing. The tag the tag system that uh that people still still need to work on a bit. I went back and watched a lot of your matches, and you definitely do use your tag. And it almost seems like common sense after watching. It's like, oh yeah, well. Why wouldn't you if you would do that? But something else that caught my attention as someone who's still learning the game is that your your conversions, I guess you'd call it, was they were very, very smooth. So like you would tag in your character and then it'd be a weird, awkward position where someone's in the air and you jump in behind them with Dormammu and then you do like a heavy punch and then confirm that into a combo. And I'm thinking because if it was me, I, I would probably land that heavy punch, but I wouldn't have the mental preparation to continue to convert that into a into a combo right off the bat so it's kind of a two-part question but how do you have that that planning in your head to to convert that into a into a combo you kind of talked about a little bit and then like do you already have this pre-plan in your head like if this connects i'm going to do this or do you just go ahead and do your string until you have your tag up again so for for me i i played a lot of magneto and doom in uh in ultimate and one of my biggest strengths in back when I was playing that game a lot is that any hit I knew how to convert it, I, I could get it into at least decent damage. And that's something that I was able to bring forward. And I'm using characters that are that are really good for that. Um, both Nova and Dorm, they have very easy, strong fly combos that you can go into from any hit, really. So I... I kind of just try to stay for my characters. I just try to stabilize the combo and go into a fly combo. Uh, Dante, Dante is another character who's really good for that. And Ultron too. They, they're characters who can stabilize combos very well. Ultron can go into a fly combo and then the rest was combo. Dante, any hits and then you go into hammer and then you just do your BNB. Fi finding ways to stabilize your combos, flies, uh, moves that give special states. Those are probably the best ways to, to, level up your conversions for the layman can you explain what a what like stabilizing your your combo means i just mean uh a way to to get your combo into a place that's comfortable so when i'm doing hits with dormammu or nova 
I try to do whatever I can to just get to the point where I can do my regular fly loops, where I can just hit hard kick a bunch of times. Uh, I might have to jump back up again. I might have to do like a light into a hard. But I just want to get to one point in the combo. I want to get to the point where I can do a, a heavy and cancel it into fly. So with like Dante players as well, they might want to just get to a point where they can hit hammer at some point and then they can go into a BNB. It's a, it's a really easy way to to structure your combos at least yeah, to, to get sense. some damage. It's not always the most optimal, but you always get damage at least. Right. And then that would lead into like a mix up or something like that again. Yeah. Something that I have an issue with, and I, I see a lot of my other uh, friends and, and people that play the game have, uh, or any fighting game really is uh, their execution barrier. And games are getting easier and easier execution wise, but we're still seeing a lot of people, myself included, uh, struggle with execution. So, uh, this might not be a question that's re relevant for you nowadays, but like, what kind of practice do you have in place for if you come across something that is hard to execute for you? Really, just practicing a lot with fighting games. Things just take time, especially if you're if you're very new. Especially if you're very new, not even just to fighting games, but to games with uh, with higher execution. So, say you're coming from Street Fighter, um, it, it takes time to get used to having to do all these moves to memorizing these long combos where it's just where you get to the point of just doing it. You don't, you're not thinking of the combo itself and what moves you have to do. Um, but one strategy that I know has helped a lot of people in terms of learning these long combos for, for anime games as well, such as dragon ball fighters is that you practice the combo in segments. So you, you have the starter, which you get used to doing, you have the middle part, which you get used to doing, and then you, you try to string them together until you can finally do it all together. Let's say that you have, um, like, there's a mid-string combo. Like, the, the starter might be different. So I'm trying to think of, like, uh, Dante just comes to mind because he has, like, the overhead that goes into, I think it's like the, oh, yeah. or the beehive or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but say there's a certain situation where you don't want the character to do something uh, or something random just happens, and so you know a certain part of the combo, so you can't do the starter, but you somehow mm -hmm. like wind up getting put into the middle of it. Like, is yeah. there a time where that like, you can kind of develop oh, okay. that part of it? Yeah, I see. I see so this this also comes with time and practice, and just playing playing with your characters, making sure you really pay attention to to how the combo your combos work, how the combo routes work, how the how the combo system works. So if I if I understand what you mean, it might be say. You start a Dante combo and you use your ground bounce really early, so it's just part of under. You you play the game a lot. You you start understanding uh, how the hits and deterioration works, for example. So that even though you may have started in in, in op an optimal way, you can still get the damage out of it just through through understanding of of what you can do, and also practicing these weird conversions, these weird hits helps a lot, so that you know. That when you get these weird hits, you you start the combo off a of ground bounce rather than just a raw hit off a juggle. You you know what to do. Uh, with fighting games, you, there's so much to practice. So there's so many situations to practice, situations that you can't even think of, but it's not even until it comes up that you have to practice it. But right. training mode really is your best friend for all that. Right. How do you prioritize what to practice or how much time do you spend to those things so for training mode the first thing when i started with the game was combos obviously you want a way to deal damage that no matter what how you get the hit 
you have you you can deal damage so you can kill a character potentially after that you want to be able to you want to get to the to how you actually start these combos how you start getting this damage how do you open people up when they're locked down uh, so you practice your mix-ups and then you get even more uh even more it's an even higher level where you start practicing your neutral you learn situations you learn positionings where this when this person's here he has these options so then i can hit him all this really is is you're, you're just trying to hit a combo you're trying to for the most part you're just trying to hit a combo you're trying to hit your opponent and then the challenge comes to where you have to figure out how to hit your opponent how how do you open them up how do you make themselves open them up and so th these are typ typically uh you start simple from a from a neutral position where your opponent isn't doing anything and then as you play the game more you start to understand other characters strengths and weaknesses you start to understand how other characters will approach so that when you go into into a match against that character specifically you can think of their options and then you can figure out an answer with your options one example for me is monster hunter versus dormammu um something i did at frosty fossins that I didn't do a battle for the stones, even though uh, I, I'd, I'd actually thought of this, but for some reason I didn't do it in the set. Was that because of Monster Hunter's armor on her jump hard punch? I can't just go crazy with spells, no matter no matter where she is, because she can just jump in and swing and hit me, and that'll put me in a bad position. So at Frosty Fossings, I have to go up there and hit her with my hard normals to hit her out of her armor so that against chris g so so that i could dissuade him from just jumping in every time so that he he would have to take a more defensive approach an even more defensive approach because he already does take a fairly safe approach in blocking the these are things you learn as you play more characters when I, after playing rebello a couple times i go into training mode and i think of the common situations in neutral or on offense or on defense and I see if I can replicate it and then figure out a punish for it. For example, Sigma, he may use straight divide. That's a that's a problem move for a lot of characters because it it has armor, it goes it goes full screen, it gives a very easy combo con confirm, and it's safe. It's it's very safe. So I had to go into training mode myself to figure out how how do I deal with this move because it's giving me trouble. I I need to I need to find an answer in some way. Sometimes the answer just is just get out of the way. Uh, I did figure out an answer that wasn't that, but that that is that is the answer sometimes. That you just can't be put in that situation, or you can't be put in this position. You can't be under X character. Uh, so in terms of prioritizing, I. I go with what I have. When the game first comes out, you have your characters and that's all you know. That's all you can learn. You learn how they work. You learn what they can do in advantageous positions. And then as you play the game, you learn what your disadvantageous positions are. Uh, you start figuring out the neutral a little more. And then specific character matchups as you play people, as you watch matches, you figure, you look at what problem areas could be and you try to have the answer for it when it comes up. So that, that's usually what it is. When, when something comes up, especially if I lose to someone, then I'll try to go into training mode and see what answers I can come up with.
Mm. Okay. So that kind of gets into the topic of, of planning a little bit. Uh, you know, having, um, I don't know if flow chart is the right word, but something that caught my, my eye was when you were fighting against the Kill Sage. And it seemed like every every match he had, a, at some point he had the upper hand. Um, and then he would put you in the box. And even uh, even in the box, you would find ways to like convert damage. And like you, I, I think that was a match where you did like this crazy air combo <laughs> in the box. Like you jungled uh, yeah. <laughs> in the box. And then a couple of times you did like your raw super with Nova. Obviously, that was kind of a unique situation or maybe you've been put in it before. And I, I just don't see it on camera. But how do you, um, you know, it's one thing to have a plan for, you know, how to approach a character. But when something like that happens, that's kind of, uh, from my point of view, unique. How do you, like, on the spot, like, plan for that? So the combos I have in the box, those are those are things I've actually done before. That air combo is something I've been doing for a couple months now. Uh, just, I don't think I've, I've had the opportunity to do it on stream. Um and then the Nova Ball Super into OTG. That's something I've known works. Uh, and that that just come that comes from thinking of ideas and understanding the combo system, knowing that I can do the Ball Super, and if it hits high, if it hits them high enough, I can actually get an OTG if I'm in the corner. Um, and the the air combo that I do, I think I think I'm the only Nova that does it right now. That that comes from looking at the the tools your characters has, and constantly trying to figure out how you can use them. Uh, right now, Nova typically most Novas don't use his command hard kicks. He has a forward one that looks like his Marvel Three launcher, and then he has a hard kick hard kick target combo. For the most part, those moves uh, aren't very good, or they're not necessary. But the but you can find niche uses for moves as long as you you try the this actually comes from trying to find answers. You just try to find uses for anything. When when your character has a move, there's almost always some kind of situation where it can come up with where you, where you can where you can apply it. And the more you understand your character, the more you can. Uh, do these things on the fly you know this is how this move operates these these are like the physics of this attack so in this specific situation right now i can do this and like i like i said this this comes from experience this comes from just time with the game which is the big this is the big, that's the big thing with fighting games it just takes so much time uh I, i've been playing for years and it took this long to get to this level uh and even then mostly just in this game uh, but on the fly, it's, I don't know if I can really tell people how to practice that. Mm -hmm. I, I guess I can say that the, the more you really understand the character, the more comfortable you are with them, the more ideas you can come up with you, on, on short notice where something happens and you just know, or you can think of it at some point whether it be in the match or right after or later on, you can, you can think of the answer because you, you, you want to know the answer that that makes things very easy when you can go into a match and you know, the answers already you're in this situation, you know what to do. They're this far away from you. You, you know what to do. You know what their options are. You know what your options are. And it's just trying to understand the game. You, tr you try to win before you get there. And, the more you know, the more it helps you in awkward situations on the spot. 
Okay. And to kind of add on to what you're talking about before with, with uh, like coming up with ideas on the fly, uh, basically I'll use a music analogy and, and this is talked about a lot within like person development and learning. There's a, a good book called Outliers um, by Malcolm Gladwell that talks about this too, like the 10,000 hour rule. But basically the more time, it takes about 10,000 hours to, to, to master a skill, to become an expert in, in that field. For gaming, it's a little bit weirder because we have so many different fighting games that it kind of all blurs together and you can combine that information. Uh, but essentially, once you reach a certain level, like with, with music, you can not only just you know compose your music and make it good, but you can do things on the fly. Uh, there's a lot of biology that goes along with it, synapses in the brain and stuff like that. But uh, essentially, what I, what I would assume is going on is basically you're so used to this game um, that when niche situations kind of pop up, you can kind of uh, compose a, a solution to it on the fly. Uh, I don't know if you would agree or disagree with that. I would actually. I I have read things like that when, when, when I I've read on articles where someone's asking, how do people who can, how can someone play piano for so long? That that was one thing I read about. So where someone just sits down and they'll play for ten twenty minutes, and it's not necessarily one song. It's just music. It's it's nothing organized, and it it the the answer was just that the person understands the music they they feel it they can feel that this is how this goes this will sound nice here i can do this i feel like doing this and this will flow together and it's just it's natural for the for the musician for the person to to just think of something that will sound pleasant or okay and i think that's how it is with fighting games a lot you you can't consciously think of everything the goal is that you do and you do your best to think of everything as much as possible so that you're not autopiloting and you're not uh, falling into bad habits that will that will hinder you. But you you do get to a point where you just know how things flow. It's the, the basic part is when you do long combos. Typically, you're not thinking about the combo itself. You're just doing it. Uh, you might be thinking of the ender. You might be thinking of a, of a better ender to save meat or something. But the combo itself, you just do. And for for familiar situations, you can kind of autopilot it. Uh, you've seen, say, a zero do this a million times. So you, you already know the answer is this. You've done it a million times already. So I, I, I do think it's like that, where you just you just get used to it. It's it just flows through uh, from from your mind into the game without necessarily having to to think uh, too too critically about it. Uh, just you just have an understanding, really. I, I guess I can put it. Yeah, for sure, that makes sense. Uh, the last area I want to talk about is is tilting. It's an area I love to hear people's thoughts on. Um, and, and given that you were in situations like the, the kill stage uh, fight and stuff like that, where you get put in a situation where you're at a deficit for health, uh, so to speak, yeah. how or what what do you have in place? What mental practices or anything do you have in place to keep yourself from being more negative rather than focusing on winning? So this is actually a problem that I had uh, all the way up until Infinite came out. And... Actually, it still applies to me in casual sets. But when it comes to tournament matches, I just... What, what I'd say the best thing that's come for me 
is that I just try to not have emotion in in that uh, I, I I try not to get mad more than anything. I I'll I'll, I'll get happy no matter uh, at things that happen, but the most important emotion to avoid is anger because anger will will blind you. It'll it'll make you stubborn. It'll make you you'll make mistakes when you're angry. You'll you might play more aggressive. You you might let pride get in the way of what it is that you need to do rather than what it is that you're supposed to do. So I I just do my best to not get angry. Uh when when I play, if I get hit, I I do my best to avoid trying to tell myself, okay, that was dumb, or I should have got hit there, or I tried to do this, I tried to hit this button, I tried to do this attack, didn't come out. Because it doesn't do anything for me. Saying that doesn't do anything for me in the moment. It doesn't help me win the match. What I need to do is think, okay, how did I get hit? Um, and what's, not, what's always been nice about Marvel games is that because they have long combos, you get that time to think. You get that time to think and readjust. I find Marvel way less stressful than Street Fighter V, for example. Street Fighter V is a very stressful game because the match can be over in 10 seconds, but you've had to guess three times. You've had to make three decisions or four decisions in those 10 seconds. Whereas in Marvel, you'll eat a very long combo or a very strong combo. But once you get hit, you have... 15, 10, 15, 20 seconds to think about the next move, to think about uh, what happened, what will happen next, how do you fix it? And you have time to not even just think about what to do, but to just readjust yourself and calm yourself, to tell yourself that it's okay, whatever happens, happens, and I just have to play better. When, when I, well, when also, one of the things that I think is very important is, uh, so there, actually, I, I, I want to bring this up. There was this tweet that I saw. I want to say High Fight retweeted, either High Fight or the, the guy who translates Japanese stuff to English on Twitter. And I think it's FG English. And it was this thing that the Japanese players apparently have where you have three rules when you play. The first one being that you're hard on yourself. When you make a mistake, uh, you, you have to do your best to fix it. You have to understand that in fighting games, randomness typically isn't a factor in 99% of cases. It's because someone made the better decision. Uh, the second thing is that you have, to, you have to praise yourself. When you do something good, you have to be happy about it. You have to tell yourself that you did something good so that you can motivate yourself to keep doing better. And then the third thing that I think is very important, and I, I do it in tournament matches as well, it, not, not out loud, but in my head, is that you compliment your opponent. When your opponent does something well, you, you acknowledge that they did something well. Because if you, if you respect your opponent and think to yourself that they're playing well, you can think of an answer you can think of what to do better next time because you're respecting that your opponent is making the good decision. So now you have to think of the better decision. And then this also just falls into the whole not getting mad thing. If, uh, if I'm playing Chris G and he's just inching his way closer to me, blocking, not getting hit by dark holes, he's just jumping and blocking, and he finally gets in, 
I should think to myself, that was good. Because it does nothing for me to, to say that was dumb. Why didn't he get hit? He was just playing defensive and then he still got in. I, I should praise him for, for what he did. He did something good. Uh, it was the same thing with Sonic Fox at the end. Um, when, when I got hit, I would just think to myself, especially if it was something that he did well, I think to myself, oh, that's good. And then I think of an answer. Uh, Chris G, he got a comeback on me in round two with Morgan only. I have to acknowledge that that was a good thing, at least to myself in the tournament. I don't need to tell it to him at that moment, but I need, I need to tell myself, okay, he did something good. Now I have to play better. Uh, when Fox hit me at the end, my, my only thought when he got the final hit needed was, oh, uh, that sucks. Good games. <laughs> it, it wasn't anger. It wasn't disappointment. It's just, it happens. Uh, and as long as you can maintain a calm mind where you're not going to crazy ups or crazy downs, you can play the, the absolute best that you can. The, the calmer you remain, it, uh, and actually that's something I didn't bring up, the ups as well. Uh, when I get perfects, I tell myself, this happens, it's part of the game, don't get too excited. Because excitement can also lead to, to losing. You can get cocky, you can get pr prideful, you'll, you'll play in a way where you may want to humiliate your opponent rather than just beat them. And then that can always, that's turned around on many players many times, where they don't want to just win, they want to show, they want to make sure that everyone knows that they're better. Not just this time, but every time. So when, when I get perfects, when I get really good rounds, I just, I calm myself down. I, I, I try not to hype myself up because I feel like that's also a hindrance. I just try to play my best that I can each round. And I think that's what everyone needs to do. They, you should just try to be calm. Some, some players do get uh, powered up with, with momentum and hype and excitement. But more than anything, it's that you should avoid anger. Uh, because anger will typically uh, ruin you. That's that's where many losses come from. Anger will make you drop combos and make bad decisions, and it will blind you to what's really happening in the game. So the last question would be: Is this, you know, if you have anything going on or anything like that, you know, where can people find you, or what do you what do you have going on? My main form of communication is on Twitter, team uh, at Timo MVC. And I also stream every once in a while. It's a little inconsistent, uh, an inconsistent schedule, but I also stream at Teemo NBC. Uh, typically, I stream Marvel. I might go into other games, but at the moment, it's just Marvel. Okay. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining the show. This has been very insightful. I, I hope I can have you on the show again in the future. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to be doing well. I think uh, you have a bright future ahead of you within uh, fighting games, and and probably you know you're very smart. So whatever you do, I'm sure you're going to succeed at it. So Thanks. thank you so much for joining. And as always, guys, uh, thank you so much, and I will see you all on the next one. See you later, guys. <laughs>